only promote the truth. talking about the Passover. How important is the Passover? Is it still applicable to today? So I'm going to make sure we've got all of our channels going out. I want to welcome everyone from all of our, our social media channels. We're talking about, we're streaming on, uh, on Facebook. We'll be broadcasting on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, we've got our own page. If you go to, to promotethetruth.com, where you can always catch all the information a lot of great stuff there. So I'm going to get plugged in here where I can pay attention to the comments and feedback and all that kind of good stuff. And as you're coming in, if you happen to be on a live chat, make sure that you post hello, comments, interact. If something inspires you, go ahead and put it in. Uh, whether you're catching the, the live stream or whether you're on our podcast, you know, we've got an incredible podcast channel that you can, uh, get plugged into. Make sure that you join our um, our newsletter. So if you go to promotethetruth.com, scroll to the bottom, you can put in your email. And that way, when we come out with information, any updates, studies, because so many things are happening as the earth is really hitting a crescendo. You know, Yahuwah talked about all these things in the scriptures about how things would, would come to pass. You know, you've heard the words prophecy before. So I want to make sure that I do what I, I feel led to do, and I feel led to be able to bring you truth. Now, I'm going to do some screen sharing today, too, so if you happen to be watching this on a Facebook Live or on our YouTube rebroadcast or on our, live, on our other uh, broadcast channels, you'll be able to see some of the scriptures that I'll be sharing uh, on, this, on this particular stream. I'm going to start out today. I'm going to go ahead and get right into streaming. I'm, lo I'm loving this technology, but I want to, something really stood out to me before we get into Passover and the importance of it, is it still available for today? I want to go over to Romans and I want to look at chapter uh, nine and I'm going to go to verse 20. Let's go to verse 26, 27. Let's go to verse 27. Yeah, Romans. And I'm going to see if I can share my screen. And uh, if you see this on the broadcast, I would love if you could let me know if you see in my screen. I'm using the uh, eSource software. I'm pulling from the, the scriptures translation, which removed all of the, the, the pagan names. So, yeah, I can see it's working. So all the pagan and uh, distorted names that are in the, the, the English translations, there's a group out of, um, out of South Africa called the Institute for Scriptural Research. They did a, a version where they removed all of the distorted names. So you'll be able to see a cleaner version uh, uh, here. So I'm over at Romans chapter nine. As you see, I'm looking at verse 27. And it says here, and Yasha Yahu, sign name Isaiah. So you notice they put the real name there, not Isaiah, which is the distorted name in the original and the, the, the correct scriptures translation. Isaiah's name is Yasha Yahu. And Yasha stands for salvation. So salvation is Yahu is his name. And Yasha Yahu cries out on behalf of Yisrael, who we've known as Israel, Yashriel. Through, though the number of the children of Yisrael be as the sand of the sea, I want you to pay attention to this last part here. It says the remnant shall be saved. So even though there's a mass amount of people who have scriptural knowledge, who've heard about truth, who've been raised up in traditions, many people raised up in churches and synagogues and mosques, what this is saying here is though the number of the children of Yashriah, those who are belonging to the Most High, though they be as the number of the sand 
of the sea. Imagine the sand on the sea. Imagine how, how big of a number that is. It says, even though you see masses and there's been billions of people that have been born and have lived on this earth, only a remnant, it says, shall be saved. For he, the Most High Yahuwah, is bringing a matter to an end and is cutting it short in righteousness because Yahuwah shall cut short a matter on the earth. I wanted to start with that because these messages that I'm bringing you, even though we bring them and make them available and utilize this technology for the masses, and though the masses are all over social media, the number is like the sea, the sand on the sea. Only a remnant's gonna get these messages. So when we talk about these critical subjects called the Passover, let's talk about the Passover, how important is it? And is it still alive and well today to be observed? Well, if we go to, I'm gonna utilize my software here. If I go over to Exodus chapter 12, and the real name of Exodus is Shema. So Shema, sign name Exodus, it talks about the Passover. So let's look at what the scriptures, not what you say, I say, not what some other man or woman says. Let's look at what the scripture says. And you'll notice there that Yahuwah's name is in modern Hebrew. So you see those words there that might look a little foreign to you? That's just modern Hebrew. And Yahuwah spoke. And Yahuwah spoke to Musha, who you know as Moses, and Aaron, his brother, in the land of Mitzrayim, where we get the word misery from, which is known today as Egypt. So, and Yahuwah spoke to Musha and Aaron in the land of Mitzrayim, saying, this new moon is the beginning of new moons. You'll notice that's italicized because the correct translation there would be is the beginning of new months. So the word moon is, is, is comes out of the word, the word moon comes out of the word moon. So this new moon is the beginning of new months for you. It is the first new moon or the first new month of the year for you. This is important right here. And I love I loved the subject of the Passover because the Passover also has a lot of other lessons inside of it. This passage here, Shema, Exodus 12, 2, it brings us to calendation. How do we track time? How do we know when time is? Huh? How do we know? Y'all gonna make me button up my shirt and get ready, get, get down to business here in the word of Yahuwah. I'm getting excited. I love this fact because when I read Shema, Exodus 12, 2, it makes me understand. I'm gonna do a segue here. I'm gonna go to Genesis. Bereshah is the real name. I'm gonna go to chapter one. I'm gonna go to verse 14. I'm gonna go to Genesis chapter one. I'm gonna scroll down and I'm gonna go to verse 14. And Alua. We, we get the word here, Elohim, mean the mighty ones, but we know Yahuwah is one, so the correct translation there, again, this is not perfect translation, but it has removed all of the pagan and distorted names. And Alua, meaning the mighty one, Elo, Elohim means the mighty ones, gods, plural, right? So Alua said, let lights come to be in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them, these two great lights, the sun and the moon, be for what? Signs and appointed times and for days and years. And let, the, let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it came to be so. Verse 16, and Eloah made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. So what's the greater light? The sun, the lesser light, the moon. 
So he's telling us what these lights are for. Back up to verse 14. They're for signs, for appointed times. Remember that. For days, calendation, for years, calendation. And then we go over to Exodus again. I go back to chapter 12. That's why I like to use the software because I can spin around real quick, right? Verse two, this new moon is the beginning of new months, new moons for you. It is the first new moon, new month of the year for you. Verse three, speak to all the congregation of Yisrael saying on the 10th day of this new moon, each one of them is to take <clears throat> for himself a lamb according to the house of his father a lamb for the household, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor to his house, next to his house, take it according to the number of the beings, according to each man's need, make your count for the lamb. What's he saying here? You go take a lamb on which day? The 10th day. Well, which 10th day? Of the first new moon of the new year. It just so happens that this year, that new moon on the Gregorian calendar, so the calendar that you and I are operating under in this current world of things, this the way things are in this world, is a Gregorian calendar. It is not, I want to underline, it is not the calendar of creation, of the creator. So we've got to be wise, study, and utilize the scriptures to teach us about all things, including how to track time. So Yahuwah has told us here that when you see that first new moon, which so happened to happen on the Gregorian calendar this year, it's, it happened to happen here is lining up, right? Towards the beginning of this Gregorian calendar month. What he's saying is on the first, on the 10th day of this new month, go get a lamb. Each of the household, but don't get a lamb that's too much. If your lamb's going to feed more, then your household, get your neighbors next to you and pull them in. Don't just go slaughtering a bunch of lambs. Do just enough to feed you and your household. And if that's too much, get your neighbors, pull them in. And when is this to happen? Around the 10th day. I want you to remember these days, I'm telling you. If you're taking notes, I want you to write 10th day somewhere and put a circle and an asterisk beside it because I'm going to come back to it. Okay? Now, Now, what we read here in verse four, and if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the beings, according to each man's need. You make your count for the lamb. Verse five, let the lamb be a perfect one. A year old male, take it from the sheep or from goats. Now, I want everybody to pay close attention. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same new moon. So how important is it that we know when these new moons are? Because Yahuwah has told us that he's going to utilize these great lights for what? Appointed times. What is the Shabbat? What is the Passover, the Passah? It is an appointed time. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm rocking with you while I get through my notes. I'm making sure we're all on the same page. Okay, so the, the new moon happened to fall on this Gregorian in 2022 on April the 1st. That was new moon. New moon day starts a new month. Now we go 10 days from then, and we know to grab that lamb. Then it says on the 14th day, the assembly of the congregation of Yashreel shall slay it between the evenings. Now, I'm going to start doing more and more training on the importance of these words because most people think evening means night. 
means sunset. It's not true. Because the Hebrew word there, that word there can be any time from afternoon until the sun sets. It's not specific to when the sun sets. I'm guaranteeing you that. Because you got to get that from the original meaning. That's why it's good to study original languages like I have. So we take that evening and we know that can be any time from afternoon to the sunset so it's saying the assembly shall slay it that lamb in the what evening which could be afternoon to sunset and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel which is the top of the door of the houses where they eat it, and they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted with specifically fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. So don't eat the lamb raw. Don't boil it nor boil it at all with water, <clears throat> but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its inward parts. Pay attention. Because I'm going to bring this all together for you to have you understand how important this is. And do not leave it until the morning. And what remains of it until morning, you are to burn with fire. And this is how you eat it. Your loins girded, meaning get have your clothes on. And your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. He's saying, I want you to eat it to be ready. Why is he saying this to Musha, Moses, and Aaron? Because after 430 years of slavery in Egypt, Mitzrium, he's now going to deliver them out of Mitzrium. He has ran nine mega plagues upon Pharaoh and the Mitzrites, the Egyptians. He's ran nine mega. He's about to, Yahuwah the Most High, is going to run his 10th mega plague. And he's getting his people prepared and telling them, I'm going to make this a memorial event. This is going to be a spectacular event that will be known for all time. It will never not be known. Even in eternity, this will be talked about. So get your, have your clothes on, your loins girded. That means get your pants. Be ready. Your sandals, your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it with haste, means eat it fast. And I shall pass through the land of Mitzrayim on that night, and I shall strike, verse 12, I shall strike all the firstborn in the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt, both man and beast, and, and on all the mighty ones of Mitzrayim, I shall execute judgment. And then he stamps, who's saying it? That's why his name is so important. Notice he says, I am Yahuwah. He signs it, I am Yahuwah. This is what's about to happen. And the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, where, where you are. And when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. Passai means to leap, to jump. And if you put the ah in Passai, pes is to jump ah. Yahuwah jump. Yahuwah passed over. And when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. And let the plague not come on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Mitzrayim. And this day shall become to you a remembrance. All right, so how important, family, when we hear the Most High, the creator of all, he says, and this day is to become a remembrance in verse 14. And you shall celebrate it as a festival to Yahuwah, to the Most High, Throughout your generations, celebrate it as a festival. Now, look at these last three words here. An everlasting law. My question to you today, my challenge to you, to me, to all of us, are we still participating in everlasting? Yes. How? When does everlasting end? Never. That's why this is important. Everlasting is still going. So when people say that's done away with, 
That means that they are contradicting the word of the Most High that was spoke directly to Musha, Moses. He goes on to say, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Indeed, on the first day, you shall call leaven to cease from your houses. So he says, take the leaven out of your houses, the yeast, the leaven, right? Take it out of your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that being shall be cut off from Yeshua. Now, first, when you're reading this, I don't want you to get caught up in the to-dos, the not-to-dos, the physical outward stuff. Don't get caught up in that. I want you to take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. Ready? Because I'm going to share something with you that can set your spirit, your mind, your soul free. I want you to figure out why is Yahuwah instructing people to do What's his intent? Why is he instructing people to do this? What does he want us to learn? So when he says, take the leaven out of your house, and I want it out of there for seven days. No yeast do I want you to have in your house or do I want you to eat up for seven days? Ask yourself, why? I'm going to come back to that. You got it? And he says, verse 16, and on the first day, it is a set-apart gathering. That means that we should pull together all of those of us who want to be part of the remnant. Remember how I started this out? This ain't going to be for everybody, even though everybody is as much as the sand is on the sea has access to this, hears about this. Only a remnant is going to be called and drawn to this. So on the first day is a set-apart gathering. All of us that are drawn, we should have a set-apart gathering. And if you want to participate in these gatherings, we are doing these gatherings. So if you're part of our newsletter list, we will be giving out notice when we'll be having some of these gatherings. So if you go to promotethetruth.com, scroll to the bottom, join the newsletter, you can say, well, heck, I want to be part of these gatherings. So we'll let you know when Yahuwah calls a set-apart gathering for the nation of Yashra, those set-apart remnants, we'll start having some simple gatherings. When we come together, we'll share some word, we'll say some prayers, we encourage one another, then we'll get back on to our rest. On the seventh day, he says, verse 16, you have a set-apart gathering. So he says, you have another one. So on the first day, I want you to know leaven. What's the purpose of leaven? What does it symbolize? It symbolizes sin. I don't, I want you to get very conscious of Keeping sin out of your house, out of your mind, out of your soul. And on the seventh day, we're going to have another set-apart convocation gathering to make sure that we say, man, we're so thankful that we got a chance to observe this. Okay, no work at all is done on them. So on these two days, Yahuwah is saying, don't work. People say, man, I got a job. I got a job. What's Yahuwah saying? He says, don't work. Are you going to trust him or not? When people come to me and say, I got a job, man. How am I going to be able to not work when Yahuwah told me don't work? But I'm working somewhere where I can't observe these things. By the way, you can't be discriminated against religiously in most free world countries. So keep that side note. So if you choose to follow Yahuwah in the way he says, then you need to invoke, this is my religious beliefs. Most people say, wow, I never thought about that. Okay, so don't work. Why? Because he wants you to focus on him and he wants you to rest. He wants you to revitalize, revitalize. be ready. Now think about what he was doing for them. So they go do the Pesach on the evening of the 14th. Today is the 14th day of the new moon. Today as I'm recording this. So in the evening, is any time after noon, the lamb is killed. And then at night in the evening, as when the sun sets, eat it, but eat it with haste. So you're preparing it several hours in preparation with bitter herbs. You're getting it ready. You're going to roast it with fire, and then you're going to gobble it up. 
with your clothes on. Then you're going to wake up in the morning, and what are you going to do? You're going to make sure nothing was left. If anything was left, burn up with fire. Then what are you going to do? You're going to rest that whole day. So while the sun is up, you're going to rest. I want you to think like when Yahuwah brought them out of Mitzrayim, how they were thinking. Think that way. So these people, hundreds of thousands of them, they're about to leave Egypt, Mitzrayim. So now they got their bellies full, sustenance. They now rested. The sun goes down, and it says at about midnight on the 15th, he took them out of there. Okay? Now, verse 17, and you shall guard the festival of Matsut, which is unleavened bread. That's that seven-day period. For on this same day, I brought your divisions out of the land of Mitzrayim. And you shall guard this day, how long? Throughout your generations, an everlasting law. There it is again. Three words, an everlasting law. Then he reiterates all of this, starting in verse 18. He goes back and says, in the first month, on the 14th day of the new moon, in the evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the new moon in the evening. So for that week, for seven days, no leaven is found in your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened, that same being shall be cut off from the congregation of Yashriel, rather a sojourner, meaning somebody that's outside of the covenant. He said, if you happen to be there, if somebody's in your house, say, hey, you observe this with me. Or if you're a native of the land. Do not eat of that which is, is leavened, yeast in it. In all of your dwellings, you are to eat unleavened bread. And Musha called for the elders of Israel and said to them, go out and take lambs for yourselves according to your clans and slay the Pesach. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two door and the two doorposts and the blood that is in the basin and you and you, none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. And Yahuwah shall pass on to smite the Mitzrites, the Egyptians then, and shall see the blood of the lintel and on the two doorposts, meaning on the top of your door, on the both sides of your door. And Yahuwah shall pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. And you shall guard this word as a law for you and your sons for how long? Forever. And it shall be when you come into the land which Yahuwah gives you as he promised that you shall guard this service. And it shall be when your children say to you. So now he's talking about generations. So we know it wasn't just for them. He goes, so when your children say to you, what does this service mean to you? Then you shall say, it is the Passah slaughtering of Yahuwah who passed over the houses of the children of Yisrael in Mitzrayim when he smote the Mitzrites and delivered our households. And the people bowed their heads and did obeisance. Everybody was like blown away. And the children of Yisrael went away and did so as Yahuwah had commanded Musha and Aaron. So they did. So they did. Now, let's go over to Debarim, Deuteronomy. Chapter 16. So now this is the, now he's done brought them out of the land of Mitzrayim. He's brought them out of Egypt. Now they're out in the wilderness. And it, what does he say? He reiterates it here in Debarim, Deuteronomy 16. Guard the new moon of Abib. That means the new year. And perform the Passah to Yahuwah, your Allah, for in the new moon, the new month, of Abib, Yahuwah, your Elua, brought you out of Mitzrayim. So see, it says, brought you out. So he's saying, remember, he brought you out by when? By night. So on the, the night, not the evening, the night of the 15th, tomorrow night, during the day is the Shabbat, the Sabbath, the rest. It's the first day of unleavened bread, the festival of unleavened bread. At night, he took them out of there. So he wants us to remember. And you shall slaughter the Passah to Yahuwah, your Elua, from the flock and the herd 
in the place, now very important here, in the place where Yahuwah chooses to put his name. Everyone, listen to it live and the recording. This should ring in your soul. In the place where Yahuwah chooses to put his name. Where did Yahuwah choose to put his name? Well, we know eventually he chose to put his name in Jerusalem, who people call Jerusalem, where he set up the temple. He told David, Daud. Daud then it went to his son, Shalomai, Solomon, who built the temple where Yahuwah set up his name. But during the 40 years in the wilderness, they had the tent of appointment, and it would always talk about how Yahuwah, they would see that cloud over that particular tent. That's where Yahuwah had placed his name then. So it was in that tent of appointment where the Ark of the Covenant was. You follow me? And so it's important to make a big note of where, where Yahuwah chooses to put his name. You're writing a note? Put that down because I'm going to tie it together. Verse three, eat no leavened bread with it. For seven days you eat unleavened bread with it. Bread of affliction, meaning he wants you to be thinking about, staying on point, having no sin in your life. Can you live a sinless life? Yes. It's not what everybody thinks it is. Everybody thinks it's something crazy. It's the Ten Commandments. You can do it. You can keep the commandments. You can. Just study them, look at them. You can go, I can do this. It's not that difficult. I'll do a training on commandments soon. All right, and you'll see that you can do it. It's easy. Who's ever said that to you? Keeping the commandments is easy. It's just a matter of choice and keeping it simple. All right, because you came out of the land of Mitzrayim in haste so that you remember the day in which you came out of the land of Mitzrayim all the days of your life. He said, don't you ever forget this. And no leaven should be seen with you in, in all your border for seven days. <clears throat> Neither should any of the meat which you slaughter in the evening on the first day stay all night until the morning. Says, Eat that with haste. Don't save that as, you know how sometimes you go ahead and cook stuff and you put it up and you bring it out as leftovers. Not this meal. All right, you don't do no leftovers on this meal. So only get enough that you need to eat. And that with that particular meal, you're not doing leftovers with it. You are not allowed to slaughter the Passah within any of your gates, which Yahuwah, your Lua gives you. But at the place, here he goes again, at the place where Yahuwah, your Lua chooses to make his name dwell. This is important because most people go, well, hold on here. If I'm supposed to keep the, the, the Passover, the Passah, it's saying here that I need to do it where Yahuwah chooses to make his name dwell, which was what? In the tent of appointment? Then when he set up the temple in Jerusalem, there, let's keep going. Let's make a note. There you slaughter the Passah in the evening at the going down of the sun, at the appointed time, you came out of Mitzrayim, and you shall roast it in the place which Yahuwah your Elua chooses, and in the morning, you shall turn and go to your tents. See? Then you go back home. Six days you eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day, there is a closing festival to Yahuwah your Elua. You do no work, so it closes out with praise. You got that? Let's go to Leviticus. Weirika. We're going to go to Leviticus. The real name is Weirika. We're going to go to chapter 23, and then we see about the Passover. We got some, we got one, two, three, four, five verses about the Passover here. These are the appointed times of Yahuwah. What does that word mean? Oh, these are the appointed times. I'm even going to segue back real quick to Genesis so we all remember. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, right? And Elua said, let the lights come to be in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for what? Appointed times for days and for years. So now we're here, Leviticus, over in chapter 23, and look what he's saying. These are the appointed times. So now we know that the sun and the moon 
are directly tied to what? Timekeeping, especially for the appointed times of Yahuwah set apart gatherings, which you are to proclaim at their what? Appointed times. Not when you want to do them. Not just when I want to do them. We're talking about when Yahuwah appoints us to do it. He's appointed in the first month, the first new moon, on the 14th day of the new moon of the new year, in the evening, we then do Passover, Passover, period. Yahuwah said because he's going to say it clearly, verse 5, in the first new moon, on the 14th day of the new moon, between the evening, is the Passah to Yahuwah. And on the 15th day of this new moon, so tomorrow morning, starts the 15th day, when the sun comes up, is the festival of Matzah to Yahuwah. Seven days you eat unleavened bread. On the first day, you have a set-apart gathering. We will do that tomorrow. If you want to be a part of that, make sure you're on the email list, and we'll have this set-apart gathering. And you know what's so awesome about this at the time of this recording? You have the opportunity. If you're hearing this live now, you have the opportunity to be obedient and get the blessings of Yahuwah because you can observe all seven of his feasts this year. For most people, they never knew it. They had no clue. You can, you can be in the remnant of very few people who get it. All right. On the first day, you have a set-apart gathering. You do no servile work. And you shall bring an offer made by fire to Yahuwah for seven days. On the seventh day is a set-apart gathering. You do no servile work. We're going to teach you and break all this stuff down. All right. So now you see we've got this. So why is this important when we say, well, is it still today? Well, have you ever heard of the Messiah? Yahusha. Yahusha. Not some other name. He said, I come in my father's name, Yahusha. Yahoo, Yahuwah, Shah, salvation. His name is Yahusha, is salvation. If we go over to Matit Yahu, Matthew chapter 26, we go on down and we start around 17. Now, you notice there's some little squigglies here. That means they did some wrong translation. That's real, they, that means they're guessing. But I've got the correct translation. And but what this is supposed to be right here, and before the first day of unleavened bread. See, that's why they, when they got that day right there, they were trying to figure it out. But I've got the correct translation. And before the first day of unleavened bread, the taught ones, the disciples, came to Yahusha, saying to him, where do you wish us to prepare for you to eat the Passah? We know this ain't, that this is not on the first day of unleavened bread because Yahusha was sacrificed on Passah, on the 14th day, which has been proven over and over. Now, he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is near. I am to perform the Passat your house with my taught ones. And the taught ones did as Yahusha had ordered them and prepared the Passat. And when evening came, he sat down with the 12. And while they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you, one of you shall deliver me up. And they were deeply grieved and began to say to each of them, master, is it I? And he, and he answered and said, he who has dipped his hand with me in the dish, he shall deliver me up. Indeed, the son of Adam goes, it goes as it has been written according or concerning him. But woe to that man by whom the son of Adam is delivered up. It would have been good for that man not to have been born if he had not been born. And Yahuda, son named Judas, he 
who delivered him up answered says, Rabbi, is it I? And he said to him, you have said it. Can you imagine that situation? He looked at him and said, you the one said it. As they were eating, Yahushua took bread and having blessed, broke and gave it to the taught ones and said, take it, take and eat. This is my body. And taking the cup and giving thanks, he said it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, that of the renewed covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I shall certainly not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on till that day when I drink it anew with you in the reign of my father. So why is this important for us to know? I'm gonna give you some stuff to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break some stuff down to you from some of my notes. Very, very important. I think this is gonna help a lot of people with understanding how powerful this is. I'm gonna get this lined up. I got a cool, I have some cool notes that I've taken for you here. All right, so now Yahusha happened, he, he was, you know that the, the, the Pharisees, I'm coming off my screen now. So you know that the Pharisees were after him. They were after him. Pharisees and Sadducees, they were after him. And he went outside the city for a while. But it just so happens on the 10th day of the first new moon of the new year, Yahusha came back into the city. Isn't that a trip? So Yahusha came back into the city around the 10th day. Why is that important? Remember back when we read in Shema Exodus, it says on the 10th day, go pick out the lamb, a male lamb without blemish. What was Yahushua? He was a male. He was the lamb of the most high without blemish. And he came into the city of Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, Daoud, through his son Shalomah Solomon, had already built the temple where Yahuwah chose to have his name dwell. They call it the Holy of Holies in the temple. What did Yahushua do? Well, when you hear about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it what is it trying to say to us, family? It's saying, remove the sin. Do you remember when he went into the temple? What did he do? He was kicking tail. He was tossing people out because they were exchanging money. They had defiled the temple. He was removing the leaven. And he told his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So he was removing the leaven out of the temple. Isn't that unique? Now on the 13th day, where I just read to you from Matith Yahoo, chapter 26, when, the, when he said, when the disciple says, where do you want us to meet up for the Passah? Most people don't get the fact what Yahushua was doing here. He was having his last supper with them and he was celebrating it early because he was literally going to become the Passah. So on the 13th day of the new moon, so which would have been yesterday at the time of this recording, around 2,000 years ago, Yahusha is having supper with his taught ones, the disciples. And he's giving them the resemblance. He's telling them, this bread, this is my body. This wine, this is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget what's about to happen. And then he says, one of you are going to give me up. And what happened? If you go on and read the rest there, and in the other books, you know, Matith, Yahoo, Matthew, Marku, Mark, Luke, right, John, Yahoo, John, 
they give all these accounts. When Judas, Yahuda, got up and left, where'd he go? He went and told the priest where Yahusha was going to be because Yahusha had to suffer and had discussed that they were going to go out to the Garden of Gethsemane where they would, he would pray. So you remember, if you saw the passion of the Christ, he was out there praying and he told them, stay awake, watch me. See what's about to happen here. Because what he was doing when he was praying was he was taking on the sin of the world. He had been prepared from the tent. When he entered the city, he was the lamb being prepared for the slot. I got chills running all over me right now. I'm so thankful to be able to share this message with you, to get you to understand the collaboration of when, what they did in Mitzrium in Egypt all those years ago with Musha, Moses. And now here comes the Passover lamb that has that last supper, goes out to the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas, Yahuda, delivers him up. They take him, they beat him throughout the night of the 13th. The morning of the 14th, they drug him in front of the priest, even into that evening, and then that morning, drug him again, got him in front of Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate says, somebody, bring me some water. Let me wash my hands. I don't want to be guilty of killing this innocent man, this lamb without fault. Pontius Pilate knew it. Pontius Pilate's wife knew it. Don't you kill that man. And so remember, on the 14th, is the Passat when the lamb is slaughtered. And it says in the instructions, when I read to you, it says the children of Yisrael shall slaughter the lamb. So slaughter the lamb on the 14th. When Pontius Pilate brought him up, he thought he came up with a remedy to get out of this. He offered up Barat, what he offered up? The crook. And said, you can take this man or you can take Yahusha. And they chose to take the crook, the murderer, the thief. Therefore, the lamb without spot was left alone. They scourged him. And if you watch the Passion of the Christ, I suggest all of you do it. So you understand why you must observe the Passover, the Passover. If you watch that movie and you get your eyes to not leave the screen and you don't squint and you don't turn your eyes away, but you stare and you watch how our Savior was ripped to shreds. Why was he ripped to shreds? Because he must be the sacrifice. He became the, the Passover. All scripture had been regarding the telling of what was going to happen came to fulfillment. They took him, they beat him, they scoured him, they ripped his flesh in the shreds, they stuck him on a pole, and then he went up and they stuck him there. And after being there several hours, the soldier stuck a sword in his side. You remember that? But when did he stick the sword in his side? Well, after Yahusha says, around 3 p.m. they've got it estimated, all scholars, everybody, this research, my research, we're coming to the belief that around 3 p.m. in the afternoon in Jerusalem, he said it is finished. He gave up and they did not break his bones. They couldn't believe he died so quick because they broke the two thieves' bones. But it said that this male lamb, not one bone is to be broken. And he died. And he gave himself up. 
Now, I want you to pay attention as I close this out. He died. He fulfilled on the 14th the Pesach. On the 15th, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, taking away the sin, get it out of here. He went into the depths to snatch back the keys of death. So the first day, the 14th, he's taken out, killed. 15th, he goes and gets the keys. Remove the leaven. Got it? 16th is the first fruits. He said, on the third day, I will rise again. I will have defeated death. So there's three festivals that are about to happen. There's seven in a year. You can participate and observe three of them right now in the next three days. Starting this evening, you can observe the Pesach. You can say, I am so thankful that you, Yahushua, became the Passover lamb, that you went to Gehenna. You went to Sheol and grabbed the keys of death. And so that's why I need to remove the leaven out of my house, out of my life, because you did it. You took away the sin. And then you became the first fruit to rise from the dead. He's the first one to resurrect from the dead. Him. And so now we celebrate the first fruits. And we stay in remembrance of all of this for seven days through the festival of unleavened bread. Would you participate with us? Would you, Yahuwah is calling you to see. Do you understand the importance of his plan? Now, once you understand the importance of his plan, you got those three festivals. Now the other four festivals, they play out the plan of salvation. That's the purpose of the festivals, to show you the plan of salvation, to show you festival one, the Passover, the Passat. He died for our sins to show you that he took away the sin of the world, unleavened bread festival, to show you the first fruit, he was risen from the dead, to show you the feast of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, where 50 days later, the spirit he promised, that he says, no longer will I live in temples made by the hands of men. So remember back when I challenged you, when I said, where Yahuwah chooses to place his name, ooh, you got to get ready. Because Yahushua said, and John, Yahukin in the immersive, John the Baptist said, I baptize, I'm baptizing you with water, but one who comes after me whose shoelaces I'm not worthy to untie, he will baptize you and immerse you with fire. And Yahushua says, me and my father, we will come and make our home with you. No longer do you have to go to a temple or listen to a priest in order to get access. We will come and live in you. That's the purpose of the day of Pentecost. You see the plan of salvation? So now you got the day of Pentecost where he comes and gives you his spirit. How do you get his spirit? You call on the name of Yahuwah. That's it. Joel, Yael, 2.32 says, all who call on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. Kappa, Peter, backed it up in Acts 2.21. Acts 2.21, he quotes the prophet Joel. and says, all who call on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. When you read John, Yahuwah, chapter 17, Yahusha tells you that he and his father are one and that the father's name was of given and shared with the disciples and now will be shared with the world. And that's why you're hearing it because the disciples told somebody who told somebody and persecution came and they scattered who and they told a few people and more persecution and they scattered more and more persecution, but they kept telling people and that remnant kept hanging on. And now I am a descendant of the remnant you can be too of the remnant. 
And when he says in the place where Yahuwah chooses to make his name dwell, now you can see that you are the temple where Yahuwah chooses to make his name dwell. Man, don't you want to run out of here? Woo! That we are the temple, I share with you as we close out. I share with you as we close out. I want you to go. We're going to Revelation chapter 14. This proves the point. I'm going to Revelation chapter 14. And that, look what it says in verse one. And I looked and I saw lamb, the Passover lamb has risen. And I looked and I saw lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written upon their foreheads. Where he chooses to make his name dwell is upon our foreheads. That Hebrew word means our foremost thoughts. There you have it. Once you got that, now we get into the fall festivals, the last three. We've got the Feast of Trumpets. Why is that important? Because he says he's going to return with a shout, a trumpet. You see it? Now you should see it. And then you got the Day of Atonement, which means we stop, we take the time, and we realize that he's atoned for all of our sins. We're no longer bound by the sinful nature. And then we've got the Feast of Tabernacles, where we spend seven days outside of our homes. This is so wonderful, because he says he's coming back to tabernacle with us meaning he's going to live among us like he lived with the children back in midst when he brought them out of Mitzrayim in the wilderness. He says he's coming back with a new heaven, a new earth, and he shall dwell among us. That's why these festivals are so critical. That's why you can't listen to somebody else who's not taking the time to break this down with you like we've done here today. you got to surround yourself by good teaching, not what people tell you just to make you tickle your ears to make you hear what you want to hear and it's not that difficult you should want to do this this should be great news for you this way you can break out of organized religion and the traps of the traditions of men who want your money yahuwah wants your soul but to get there you got to be obedient to him and it's not difficult it's just not it's the commandments. And I'll do a training on the commandments to prove it's not difficult. If you've heard his name and you've heard his voice and you've heard his message today and the Passover is here. And for those of you that miss it, there's a makeup time next month, which I'll cover that. But I want as many people to hear this now to take advantage of it. Then I'll cover the makeup time for the second month. So for those that missed it, but I want to see a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people at least hear it and take a shot at it. What do you have to lose? See, you're already going to die. And if you're going to die, do you want to remove all the question marks and live in certainty? And people go, well, how can you be certain? The scriptures have proven it out. And the scriptures, I can go with history in the history books and see people who have written to validate these things that have happened. Not a storybook, but a real book. Hopefully this lesson has blessed you today. Hopefully you understand the importance of Passat and you take advantage of this opportunity to become part of the remnant become part of the peculiar people. I told my wife today, I said, we're peculiar people. You know, you got all these people involved in organized religion, going through all these traditions. We just are following what the father said to do, keeping it simple. And that makes us 
the minority on earth, which is what he said he's coming back for. I love you guys. I appreciate you listening to this message. Share it. Make sure you join our newsletter, promotethetruth.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see join the newsletter, join for updates, and spread the word. Get people to understand and observe and honor the Passover because Yahusha deserves it. He paid our price. We were separated. No way to get to Yahuwah. No way to get to eternal life. But through him who bore our sins. Love you. Bye-bye. Only promote the truth. <laughs>